Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet of Vodazara, Perak Bet, Mishnah Gimel, dedicated toward the merit of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. At this point, the Masechet shifts a little bit away from behaviors that are forbidden because of Gentiles and idol worship or dangers towards specific uh, items. Here are some things of Gentiles that are forbidden, and when it's forbidden, not only not to eat them, you can't even get benefit from them. There are those things in halacha that are forbidden for consumption, let's say, for example, standard non-kosher food. But then there are things that one can't even get benefit out of them, meaning you can't sell them for profit or use them to, I don't know, rub on your skin or feed your dog, such as meat and dairy. So treif meat, non-kosher meat, you're allowed to feed to your dog, just can't eat it yourself. You can potentially, in some circumstances, sell it. But a uh, meat and dairy together are forbidden, or chametz on Pesach, are forbidden even with Isr Hana'ah, forbidden benefit. You can't even make money off of them or benefit from them at all. So here one of those things is Hayayan, non, non-kosher or non-Jewish wine, I should say. Non-Jewish wine, the biblical prohibition is on idolatrous wine, wine that was poured for idols, intended, dedicated for idolatrous use, and wine is a uh, it's it's a it's a ritual food used across the world in all different religions. We use wine on the altar on the mizbeach. We use it for kiddush for havdalah etc. But across faiths, wine is used as a, a ritual item, and so uh, it's it's a religious item, and so that's biblical. On rabbinic level, what's called stam yenam, wine of non-Jews, just plain old wine. It's also forbidden because we don't know for sure that it wasn't. First of all, we, there may be some kosher issues also, but we don't know, you know, what is their intention? Did the person who made this or the person who bought this, did someone along the way intend to use this for idolatrous purposes? And the Mishnah goes on. We'll have more about that later. Mishnah goes on and says, Not only the wine of Gentiles is forbidden, but also wine vinegar that used to be wine, it just went bad. Because what it was, was it was wine, and it was forbidden with benefit, and then it became vinegar. That doesn't remove the prohibition on benefit. The Cheres Hadriani, it's very interesting. Hadrianic um, shards of pottery. What is their shards of uh, oh, shards? What is it? So the Emperor Hadrian would take uh, wine and soak it, uh, soak it into clay. And that way, when he went out on a campaign and traveled, they could take those shards, throw them into water. It would give off the wine flavor, and then the clay would sit at the bottom, and it was sort of like portable. You know, people use instant coffee. So <laughs> this was his instant wine. Uh, but because it had non-kosher wine in it, those are forbidden. The Orot Levuvin, we're moving into something off of wine, which is skins around the heart. Okay, so what's the idea here? I'm not sure if anyone here ever saw the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I mean, this is decades ago. It scared the living daylights out. Um, but there, there is a scene in there of an idolatrous cult or temple in which they take the heart out of the living as part of their service. Well, what's going on here? Apparently, it was an idolatrous practice that they would cut a hole in the skin of, let's say, a cow, reach in, take out the heart while the cow is alive. It, it pains me. I'm, I'm shuddering even to say it. But they would remove the heart while the cow was alive and then take that little piece of skin that was the portal and the heart itself and offer it to their idolatry. Now, so we say that these these skins that go with that heart are forbidden. Shemagamil says, if the piece of skin that we find, it's a it's an area that's round and it looks like it came from near the heart, heart of a cow, that piece of skin is forbidden. That piece of hide, even in benefits, you can't make like a wallet out of it or something because that was if it's round, it was used for removing the heart and it's idolatrous. But mashuch mutar, if it's a long piece of skin. 
in, then that was something else because they, they don't use a long cut. They use a round cut to get to it. So then you know that it wasn't necessarily idolatrous. They were just slaughtering an animal. Basar hanichnas lavodazara mutter vayotze aser. Okay, meat that is uh, being brought into a house of idolatry is still permitted. You could still get benefit from it. You could feed it to your dog or something because it hasn't yet been dedicated. It's being taken there. Hayotze, if meat's being taken out of a house of idolatry, then it's forbidden. It's assumed to be literally like sacrifices to the dead. That's another way that we describe avodazara, to describe idolatry. Coming back out, this must be leftovers from the idolatry. It's going to go to some sort of a feast and it's forbidden. Now, this last line in the Mishnah is, uh, is something that really belonged at the very beginning of the Mesechta, but once we're talking about Rabbi Kiva and the meat, so we throw this on top for good measure. If people are going off to their trafim, or going off to their idols, like Lavan has trafim that Rachel steals, so if people are going off to their idols, it's forbidden to do business with them, but they're coming back, it's permitted. Yes, that should sound familiar, it's from earlier in the Mesechta, it's just being tossed on here.